umgoblue.com. By fans, for fans, since 1999. Hello, welcome to this edition of the umgoblue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. We're going to talk about the start of spring football for Michigan. Well, Andy, uh, Jim Harbaugh emerged from the bunker on the first day of practice to update the media and fans, and uh, he had a lot of interesting things to say. Um, you know, it was interesting. One of the things that was that was funny was that he actually was was uh, more than a, a little bit late for the for the press conference. Now, it's not unusual for him to be you know five to ten minutes late, but. He was uh, quite a bit late, but I think he made up for it by talking to the media for almost a half hour. So I, I think that's a fair trade. So, um, you know, one of the things he talked about was, you know, he had a lot of questions about new offensive coordinator Josh Gaddis. What did you think about what he had to say? Well, I think everybody. Uh, Gaddis said that he and Harbaugh have developed a relationship in the first two weeks that Gaddis was there. They spent time together recruiting right off the bat. Gaddis said they treated me like the new man on the block. And, and we went on a long recruiting trip by plane, by car. We were on the road together, and we bonded in that. So Gaddis thought that was pretty pretty good, and I believe that Harbaugh had nothing but praise for Gaddis. Gaddis is getting nothing but praise from everybody. Well, and I think uh, the news that, that Harbaugh mentioned and that Gaddis confirmed, you know, a few days later when he went with the media is that Michigan would be leaning toward no huddle and that it would be tempo, tempo, tempo. So uh, it seems that Harbaugh is is uh, listening to the cries of the fans, you know, and, and turbocharging his offense. Of course, we'll have to wait to see. Um, it'll be interesting to see how much they show, you know, at the public practices. But it definitely seemed like music to the uh, to the to the ears of the fans. The reason I laugh is because it's not uh, in Harbaugh's lexicon to show too much in any kind of practice that is public. You know, he just doesn't do that kind of stuff. But uh, Gaddis is really interesting. And as far as I can see, he's a breath of fresh air blown into the Michigan fold by the winds of Wolverine offensive change, and it seems to be real. It seems that Harbaugh has given him the keys to the offense. And Gattis said, well, uh, he didn't give me any keys to the offense, but he did give me the keys to a rental car when we rode together. So... Gaddis also revealed his offensive philosophy, and, and uh, Harbaugh did the same thing in, in his in his uh, in his video interview. Uh, always no huddle, and they often use a hurry up. Says that any good athlete can fit his pro spread scheme, which employs speed and space. All this refers to schemat uh, refers to schematics not necessarily a player's style. And as you mentioned before, his offense will play faster, and I think that's good. 
you know, it's going to be interesting how that plays out because while everyone wants high tempo on offense, the reality is is that that's great when it works, but and it exposes your defense too. Exactly, when it doesn't work, it puts even more pressure on the defense because you know you're you're putting your defense right back out there uh, without a long time to rest. So it'll be interesting because. You know, the last couple of years, um, you know, Don Brown's defense has gotten a lot of, of praise about, you know, again, one of the top defenses in the country, except against Ohio State. And, you know, part of that is, is that, you know, when you have the offense eating up, chewing up minutes on the other side of the ball, it, it allows you to play at a higher tempo on defense and be more aggressive. So that was one of the first things I thought is, you know, I don't know, you know, again, I, I, it's really hard for me to get that Ohio State game out of my mind. Um, it's made a definite mental indentation. Um, so to, to it's hear... It's been on everybody's mind. Yeah, so, so to hear, oh, great, we're going to put the defense out there even more. Uh, you know, I, I started wondering, you know, would Ohio State have scored 100 in that game? So, but, but again, you're hoping that the offense is going to be more successful. You know, one of the things coming out is that, you know, Harbaugh said that the top three quarterbacks are all getting equal reps. And uh, one of the things that Gaddis said is that, you know, the, the quarterbacks were all fitting in, fitting well into what he wants to do on offense. You know, there's no doubt that. That that was echoed today by McDaniels, too, who is, uh, who shares uh, Harbaugh's and Gaddis's appreciation of the stable of quarterbacks. So everybody thinks that the quarterbacks are doing good. One thing that Gaddis said that interested me was good plays from the past will not be tossed out, but will be presented in different formations. RPO, et cetera, will sometimes be used. He will attack the defense, and it's designed to throw the defense off balance says players respond well to fresh ideas. And from what I'm hearing, every player that's been interviewed has responded very well to the man and his new ideas. Well, Gaddis also talked about, about big speed in space. And this is something that I've been wondering about is how they're going to use the tight ends. This is a reference to what he Believes regarding uh, tight ends, it appears that he does not want them playing with a hand down, catching passes, and of course blocking. Well, I think that uh, it's definitely something that we're going to be looking for. You know, and, and uh, you know, I, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I'm going to sound like a broken record. Um, you know, the offense has looked has been good enough to win except toward the end of the season in big games. So, you know, the the frustrating thing for me is that, you know, and, and we've seen this, you know, before Harbaugh got here. Michigan will, will beat the crap out of, you know, the non-conference schedule. Um, although the interesting wrinkle this season is you got Notre Dame, you know, smack dab in the middle of your, of your schedule. But, yeah, a poor place for it. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, again, if Michigan, you know, you know, um, you know, rocks the uh, rocks the first couple games, you know, again, it, it really comes down to what they're going to do toward the end, toward the tougher opponents. And you hope that, 
they can work the bugs out of this new offense and and get things um, such that you know they can they can compete for a Big Ten championship, that they can easily handle you know Michigan State, they can beat Notre Dame, and you know get the deal done to uh, go to Indianapolis. They have to do that. That that seems to me to be part of the key to their season, and they should. Maybe they'll be able to do even better. You know, last year the Big Ten had nobody in the Final Four, in the Final Football Four, uh, even Ohio State lost out. So I'd like to see the reputation of the Big Ten restored a little bit by Michigan, and I think that ought to be a goal of theirs this year too. One of the other interesting things that Harbaugh talked about, and, and you know, Andy, you, you've been to these press conferences. You, you see how things go. Um, the press conference get went for a good long time, and it seems like the longer that Harbaugh talks, the more interesting he gets, um, much to the chagrin of uh, maybe some of the people in the media staff who wish he would say less. But you can definitely see him kind of hitting a gear where he's he's enjoying it, and he kind of runs through his patented answers and, you know, starts speaking more freely. So. What I thought was really interesting at his interaction, you know, with the media is one of the last things he talked about was um, Greg Madison leaving. Now, it's interesting because a lot of the spin that came out um, in the wake of Greg Madison leaving was, well, there was no hard feelings. We understood that, you know, uh, he wanted to be a coordinator and he made all this money and it's just a. You know, it's a uh, it's a it's a career. It's a business. Don't worry about it. And it was very interesting to hear Harbaugh say that. Um, I, I think display a little bit of, uh, if not hurt feelings, a little bit of raw emotion, where he said that, you know, him and Greg Madison weren't going to exchange Christmas cards, and you know, probably someday when they were out of coaching, they'd be friends again. Which I by, thought he'd put. I thought Harbaugh put that just perfectly. You know, and the implication is is that they're definitely not tight right now. And, I, you know, I, I, I like that. You know, we know that it's a business. Although, but, but again, for, for a how... A lot of players were very close to him, and they still are. And some of them are, are you know, uh, just want to get the thought of him out of their mind. But they really liked his work and what he did for them over the years. So, you know, that part going to Notre Dame absolutely sucked. And leaving Michigan sucked, but a little less. But in the long run, Madison, if you look at Madison's whole career there, he did a lot for the University of Michigan's defense. No question about it. The players loved him. He recruited um there was a lot of good, but when you show, when you uh, sell your services to Ohio State, uh, then you're an enemy of Michigan. You have to be. You know, and I think that was the thing before. When he left for Notre Dame, you know, there was a spin on it of, well, you know, it's a family thing. I want to stay close to my family down there. And then he came yeah. back and, again, yeah. had a real good run here. Now, the follow-up question that we didn't get to ask, okay, and I think this is key, is, you know, the defensive coordinator position came open while he was at Michigan, and, you know, Jim Harbaugh went to Don Brown. 
So the question we mm-hmm. didn't get to ask was, you know, did Greg Madison apply for that job? Did he uh, indicate that he wanted it? And was he passed over? Because um, I'll tell you, you know, talking to him, you know, while he was at Michigan, I mean, I remember asking him a question, you know, right after, um, you know, Jim Harbaugh retained him on staff as defensive line coach. I asked him, I said, listen, you have the guys who knew you as a coordinator and now you're a defensive line coach. Is there any, is there any conflict there? I mean, do guys look to you? And he was like, oh no, it's all good. He goes, I know my place. I'm real happy here. And, you know, I just wonder, uh, you know, if the, uh, if the hurt feelings or, or the, uh, the uh, disappointment started when, you know, it was one thing when Harbaugh came in to bring his own defensive coordinator, you know, and, but when that position came open to be passed over when he was on the staff and had shown that he'd already you know done a pretty good job. And again, you know, I, I don't think we're going to know for a really long time. Maybe, maybe John Bacon will write a book and let us know, uh, or, you know, Greg Madison will write a, a book after he retires, but, you know, I do wonder, you know, you know, again, we, we talked about it on the podcast that we thought that it was a little odd that it was, you know, mm-hmm. everything wasn't honky dory. Um, so I'm glad to, I'm glad that it was confirmed for what we observed. And uh, again, it, it is interesting because, you know, these guys spend a ton of time together. They spend a ton of time with the players and to have it, to have it shift like that, um, Sure looked odd to us, and it sounds like it, you know, it wasn't exactly a, a happy time, you know, behind the scenes either. Um, so, Andy, one of the other things that's come out, speaking of unhappy behind the scenes, is that Jim Harbaugh has given his football team T-shirts that celebrate the co-Big Ten Championship. And on the back of the shirt, it has all the scores of the games they lost. Kind of a bittersweet yeah. reminder. What do you think about that? Well, I, I heard, too, that, that he had the letters backwards for those scores they lost, and I didn't read that other places, so I don't know the answer to that entirely, but I think it's a mistake on Harbaugh's part. And my thinking is that those players gave blood, sweat, and tears to every game they played. They won some, they lose some, but most of the time the effort was there. They tried very hard, and I don't think that every game, especially in the last two that Michigan's coaching was outstanding by any means. And so I think, I wonder if Harbaugh himself will wear one of those shirts. I, I don't like, I, I was not thrilled when I read that, that he had done that. What he's doing is good. He has to impress upon the players that they have to do better, and et cetera, et cetera. But I just thought that this was kind of a mistake to reach out like this and try to embarrass his players, which is what he did. You know, I've got, I go back and forth on this. On one hand, you know, you know, coaches use all these, all these motivational things, right? Like coach Hoke had the countdown clocks. And, and I will tell you as much as I really love the countdown clock to Ohio state. Right. And one of the things they used to have, uh, you know, on a wall, before entering the um, practice field was a countdown of days since you beat Ohio State, right? 
and it wasn't a it wasn't a digital one. It was actually a big poster on the wall with you know with numbers, and I kind of like that. Okay, because the Ohio State thing is a really big deal, and it's something that you want to remind the guys of. You know, I think the the guys from Michigan and Ohio understand what it is. Maybe some of the guys from the cost of the country don't. Okay, so in one hand, I didn't mind that. When they had the digital countdown before every game, I kind of thought, you know, that was, I thought that was kind of high school. You know, I, I didn't like that. So it's weird. In one some cases, I like it, and some I don't. Um, you know, I guess one of the things that comes to mind on the T-shirts is like, do you think anybody could forget that 62-point beatdown at the hands of Ohio State? So I don't I, think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. I sure haven't forgotten it. Um, and you know, you can you can make whatever kind of excuses you want for the bowl game with, you know, guys looking ahead to the pros. And you know, again, I was one of the people who said, "Listen, it's a glorified practice. Don't get too bent out of shape." But again. You're not going to forget that Ohio State beatdown. You don't need a t- if you need a T-shirt to remind to remember that. You're probably you know playing for the wrong team. So, you know, I, I I go back and forth. Now listen, I know that down south in Columbus, you know, the the defensive squad or the you know the the scout team plays you know Michigan Week plays with Michigan helmets, right? So right. and and you know word is that they practice now. We don't know how it's going to be under the new coach. But we know under Urban Meyer that every week they prepared for Michigan. And it's worked out for them. They've been very successful. You know, there's a conjecture that last year that they spent the last two weeks before the Michigan game pretty much prepping for Michigan. And, boy, we, we sure saw it on the field. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't uh, question – Harbaugh's tactics and doing something different. I mean, they need to do something different, but the thing they need to do different is beat Ohio State. Okay. So that's it. The way that we will judge these tactics is, you know, in November, right? Hey, if they, if they work against Ohio State, all this little picking unish stuff is going to be forgotten, but they've got to win. It's time. It's year number four. And they've got to do it because, a lot of people, you know, still are. A lot of fans are still, uh, still from Missouri. In the first, from Missouri. In the first place, you can't learn too much from a spring game, ever under any circumstances. But the good thing is, this year we're going to have a spring game, and last year we didn't. I thought that they missed that opportunity. Uh, spring practice ended abruptly and they were gone and uh that was it you never saw or heard from them again that spring well i we shouldn't count our chickens before they hatch because remember the plan was last year to have a a spring game and unfortunately it got weathered out right and then actually the weather ended up passing so you know so technically the same thing could happen this year hopefully it won't you know i think the them announcing they're going to have two spring practices, you know, definitely, uh, you know, lessens the probability that they're both going to get rained out or, or stormed out. But, you know, the, the interesting thing is, you know, Andy, for the first time in a long time, we are going to see something in the spring game. Okay. And, and I know you and I, you know, joke about Harbaugh not showing anything, but listen, you can't come out and say, 
we're going to go up tempo and we're not going to huddle up and not show that in practice. Right. I think, I think if anything, if they don't, if they do huddle up and they don't show it, that's going to kind of extreme lengths to, to hide. So, you bet. You know, I think one way or well, the other that we're going to see something. Either we're going to see the, the the remnants of you know a very vanilla no huddle up tempo offense, or we're gonna or we're gonna see how uh, what the extremes they go to to hide it. I have better expectations uh, from them this year than I have any past year that Herbal has been here or before recently, and the annual train of Wolverine hype is gaining speed and I'm hopeful of light at the end of the tunnel this year. Favorable schedule, a proven quarterback in his second year at the helm and offensive line that seems to be the strength of the offense according to everybody now. All seem to indicate success this year. Still it can't be helped if some Michigan fans feel an occasional twinge of concern. The Wolverines still have to prove their worth. Well, Andy, Andy, I think it's bigger than that. And, you know, we talk about kind of the the mini controversy about the T-shirts, okay? Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things I, I wanted to ask you is, now listen, you remember when Rich Rod was here. And you remember, of course. You remember when Hoke was here, right? And Rich Rod yeah. had open practices, you know, yeah. way open, right? And then when yeah. Hoke came in, his first year, he kind of followed suit, and once he was successful, boy, the drawbridge went up on Fort Schembechler, the walls came down, and everything was the way it had been before, and it, and it has been that way, right? It held over until Harbaugh came in. So right. one of the things I see now is that so we're not getting just a spring game. We're getting another spring practice, which to me is kind mm-hmm. of a concession to you know an olive branch to fans. Uh, trying to to hopefully draw people back in, but you know the the point that I'm making is, you know the the let's just say the fake outrage, okay? The 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 raging debate over the T-shirt is, I think what that is is that's uh, a symptom of the discontent, right? Whereas mm-hmm. everybody was drinking the Kool Aid the first couple years. And and now it's hey you better win and people are starting to question some of the things down there and again it's a small thing, but I don't think we would have you know I used to joke with the people you know when Harbaugh came in you know he could do no wrong right I used to say listen mm-hmm. Harbaugh could throw kittens in a blender and people would make excuses for it right I mean there there was nothing he could do right well now people are starting to question it and again I think that the the questioning comes from that lack of success. And, you know, we've talked about this before. It's not just the losing to Ohio State. It's how you lost, right? I mean, people exactly. were people were pissed at the referees, right? That one game down in Ohio State, you know, JT yep. was short. And we can debate whether yep. Harbaugh might have mismanaged the clock in the fourth quarter and, you know, perhaps could have called some different plays to, to – take control of the game rather than giving Ohio State that opportunity at home, you know, to win. But, again, you know, you, you lose by a few points, people can understand that. You get stopped by 62, you, know, you give up 62 points when you're the favored team, that is a far different story. And I, and I think that uh, the shock and outrage is, is still reverberating through the fandom. Yeah, there, there was shock and awe with 
with that deceit. And I still remember it and can't forgive it. And a lot of fans can't. But the I have better hopes this year. He's changing things. If they really can adapt to circumstances and streamline their offense so it can score more points and the defense so that it can prevent scores late in the game, so forth and so on, when when the chips are down, uh, they've got a few things that they have to buff up on defense, and we're only talking offense today. Well, in other words, in in other words, it seems to me they should have a reasonable uh, aptitude for some kind of zone uh, defense when, depending on the circumstances, when it would apply, when it would make sense, when they're say running crossing patterns all day long, doing something that they know how to do. So they they've got to shine up the defense too, because the defense. Uh, just failed in that last game in Ohio State, and they didn't do well against uh, Florida. So they've got some they've got some work cut out too, and they have lost some good people. So we'll see. It's going to be a most interesting year. All right. So that's going to be enough for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Andy Anderson. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.